0: You call me fat? (laughs) No. Not
1: on purpose. (laughs) You call me fat? I would never. We don't body shame on this podcast. Unless it's ourself. Well, yes. (laughs) Self deprecation does not count. How are you? I'm great. I don't know why I waited for a response from the audience. Chime in. We're yeah. listening. I was like, hmm, how are you? <laughs> how are you, though, Michaela? I'm great. That's good. I'm great. That's good. I guess for those who don't know, we're sometimes about a slaps. Yeah, I realize we just skipped the whole intro.
0: We just kind of assume.
1: That's okay. Yeah, we're sometimes about a slaps. We
0: are your holistic wellness besties. You betcha. Um, And yeah, we talk all things health, wellness, and whatnot. I'm Mac. I'm Jupes. And today our topic is on imposter syndrome.
1: Yeah, because we've been feeling that a little.
0: Yeah, and it,
1: again, here's the imposter
0: syndrome coming out again. (laughs) It feels like we don't have a right
1: to feel it. Yep.
0: But we'll get into that.
1: But I mean, yeah, that's like the whole basis of it too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have any catch-up items to mention? Um, Oh, yeah. I'm super witchy this week. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My, like, intuition or whatever has been just, like, running rampant. Um, And so, the other night, I, like, had a dream that Alexa and I were going somewhere, and we got there, and then we were going to leave... And my car wouldn't start, and so she had to boost my car. Mm-hmm. But my motor just kept lighting on fire, so it was really stressful. Um, <laughs> I couldn't figure <laughs> out the booster cables, because they weren't real booster cables. Um, but then, like, the next, like, the day after, not the day of the night that I had the dream, but the day after, um, I had to boost Alexa's car. So and weird. I was just like, how? I, like, I literally dreamt that this happened. Yeah, it was so weird. And like, I didn't actually have to like, boost her car because like, I know how to boost a car. I've never done it completely on my own before. So I was a little bit nervous, especially with my dream of just like engines lighting on fire. So that was just <laughs> the back of my brain. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I cleared off my battery and I was just like, made sure all like the posts were clear. And then I went to her battery, and I just was trying to make sure that her posts were clear, and there was a little cover on her, like, red positive one, and so I was trying to, like, move it, and as I was, like, jiggling it, all of her lights turned on, and so there must have just been, like, a connection that, like, wasn't connecting, and so then she started her car, and it was totally fine. Which is kind of scary when you're, like, playing with a battery. Yeah, I was just, like, <laughs> jiggle, jiggle, and it was like, yeah, I work now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not how that should work. <laughs> because she just got a new battery right yeah so yeah fun hmm. i was like yeah mechanic tubes back at it again it's funny to like <laughs> for
0: you to talk about like your intuition and whatnot because when we first met i would tell you i had how i had like crazy vivid dreams or you'd see me just like stop at work yeah and have like a really active like deja vu moment yeah and you're like what the heck is wrong with you
1: <laughs> and i'm like
0: no, no no like like all my dreams come true like yeah don't know when, but mm-hmm. I take it as like, oh, I'm on the right like path, whether that means anything or it's me just again being yeah, crazy or whatever. But for you to now experience the same thing. It's so weird. Is really fun.
1: Well and then I had a dream that we mm-hmm. were getting like I was just me and a bunch of people in like a rec center and there was a polar bear loose in the rec center that was just like trying to kill people. So I'm just really hoping that doesn't come true. <laughs> because <laughs> i've got like two different things where it's like something so outlandish and something that like can actually happen
0: yeah i wonder if yours are all more metaphor based then
1: probably i want it i don't know because it was weird right because like in the dream alexa and her brother were helping me and then in real life i was helping her so like it didn't totally follow it but like the premise was the same
0: a polar bear, in personified, is just like an old man who has a primarily white or gray stuff. So it could be a serial killer running through, not an actual polar bear.
1: Yikes! That's not any better.
0: And polar bears symbolize leadership. So watch out for that one.
1: So an old man with who's graying in the leadership position is just going to kill a bunch of people in a rec center. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> heard here first. Like that doesn't come true that does not sound very nice no
0: it doesn't sound nice at all
1: yeah i don't know i have a lot of nightmares so it's like i really hope those don't come <laughs> true. <through.
0: laughs> i want to do a dream episode so yeah we'll, this we'll for definitely put those. that in the works
1: yeah all right so we'll get into it imposter syndrome yes what is it um it's just like like when you have an achievement you feel like you don't deserve it or it was like contributed to luck almost yeah you're like no i didn't do this i'm not able to do this that it just happened
0: yeah it's like the inability to believe that your your position or efforts are deserved Mm -hmm. um based off of your own uh skill yeah skill set and it's one thing to note with imposter syndrome it's not a dsm disorder yeah it's just like a a feeling a phenomenon like um yeah. A feeling that a lot of people can relate to.
1: Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting that they even, like, had to clarify that. Because I never... I guess I didn't really know much about it when we started... Like, when I started researching it. And so then for them to be like, yeah, it's not a DSM disorder. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that it could be. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that never crossed my mind.
0: Yeah. But, like, it can... um Overlap with things like generalized anxiety and depression and whatnot, yeah. which are TSM disorders. But um, the feeling of imposter syndrome is its own thing separate from a mental disorder.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, like, who kind of came up with the term imposter syndrome? Like, what, when did that happen? So, um, imposter syndrome was coined by
0: psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes. Um, They started with this term as imposter phenomenon, and it was based off of a study um, which focused on high-achieving women.
1: Right. That's so interesting to me that it focused... Because this is, like, one of the first psychological studies that focuses, like, solely on women. Yeah. Which is uh, bonkers. Well, it was... Yeah, so this was in
0: 1978, so it is kind of like the transition period from housewife to working woman yeah and so no wonder a lot of people were feeling it but then it has been later um researched more and found that it's not just in women it's just i mean for that transitional period like you said you're used to being yeah housewife and then now you're in like the man's world so to speak and so there's yeah
1: any success you kind of have feels like oh no i don't deserve this yeah well even like there's the whole like Women sleeping their way to the top. Like the only reason you're in a high-ranking position is because you like, yeah you you didn't deserve it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's crazy. So it's putting that on. Um, and yeah, it is. I mean, interesting that it was focused on yeah. women, but again, I can see it. Even I mean, socio socio culturally and stuff, you can also see it too, right? Say you're a. Uh, um, an immigrant, right, Mm -hmm. and you're achieving more in a first world country, for example, than your ancestors have previously, right? Yeah. Achieving as far as, like, monetary achievements. Yeah. You might feel like, oh, no, this isn't my place, right? You kind of go back and, like, oh, no, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Or even if you are from North America, if you're, like, the first millionaire of your family, you're like, I don't deserve this. Like, who am I? Like, kind of thing. Exactly. You worked hard and... And, and you're yeah, yeah. It
1: paid off. And like, I even have like, we have like a list of questions, like prompts and stuff. So under, like, does it present differently in male and female? Mm-hmm. I like make the note that minority groups experience it more than the majority mm-hmm. because of that reason. Yeah, right. And I found uh, there's an interesting quote um, that I found from like a research paper. And it says that imposter feelings more strongly predicted mental health problems than did stress-related to one's minority status. Okay. So I thought that was really interesting that it can kind of play more of a role than, like... Than you think. Yeah. Which it makes sense, right? Like, if you're a person of color in a really successful place, like, mm-hmm. people aren't, like, going to believe that you deserve that. Mm-hmm. Even though you're literally just a person... Mm -hmm. of course you deserve it if you worked hard to get it right like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I don't know I thought that was interesting
0: no and I know someone who has like openly expressed that to me because a lot of his family members are in poverty and he's been doing he's made a name for himself yeah and so like he's come to me and been like I don't deserve this I'm like yeah you do like you worked hard right you went to school you got good grades you got a job you're charismatic like exactly you worked for this right and so
1: well and who's telling you don't deserve it exactly why it's, do you think you don't deserve it
0: it's your imposter syndrome
1: <laughs> exactly and so basically yeah
0: imposter syndrome can be related to like the devil on your shoulder like that oh you can't do that yeah and again personal experience with this podcast in many <laughs> ways it, it feels dumb but here it is right here this is why we're talking about it yeah because i'm like well, who am i to talk about this and i'm like well i'm a person who
1: you experience it yeah you experience better it to you talk about it. it than someone who experiences it right yeah like,
0: yeah and i think it's just like the it's a part of a side of like insecurity or like oh no you can't do that or
1: yeah exactly it's like just
0: I, I wanted to do something like this for so long yeah actively thinking about it since 2018 and now here we are at 2022 we're like finally i'm like it's okay I have four years. well now it's 2023 yeah. but 2022 when we started this that's true yeah Right, where, where I was finally like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do
1: it, yeah. Right,
0: even though I've been thinking about it since 2018.
1: Well, yeah, and even, like, I struggle, I'm like, oh, like, I don't really practice, like, a fully holistic wellness lifestyle, like, um how am I going to tell people how to live their life? Yeah. So I try to just be like, this is how I'm trying to live my life, <laughs> this is what I find works for me. yeah This is advice that I need to listen to, but I know that it's good for you, but it's like, Who's, who, yeah, who's to say that I'm a voice for that? Yeah. It's actually, okay, it's really interesting that um, um, this topic and, like, the book episode that comes out next week, they were so interrelated. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, this week, I've really been feeling imposter syndrome because um, I applied for this job that I keep trying to tell myself... I'm qualified for. Yeah, I went to school for four years for this job. Yeah, I'm qualified for it, and I'm just like panicking the whole time. I'm like, what if they don't think I'm qualified for it? Like, what if they don't choose me? Like, I'm so scared about it. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, I did really well.
0: Yeah, like you studied hard. You got your honors. You got yeah, your.
1: I, I'm qualified for yeah. this job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, imposter syndrome's just been running rampant. I'm like, I don't deserve it. They're not gonna choose me. Yeah, like why would they? Yeah, but I'm like, yeah.
0: So like when does it happen? When does it go does it go away ever? When it happens when you do you kind of like you're either in a position or you're living a lifestyle that you just don't think you deserve for whatever reason. Yeah. Right? Or you start second guessing it, right? You apply it, you get this job like you said. Yeah. And you're living this lifestyle and then suddenly one day you're like I don't need this. I don't deserve this. I'm still yeah. who am I to be in this position doing this job? Yeah. Yeah. For me it kind of it manifests in the way I'm like I'm still 17. Yeah. <laughs>
1: very much not. I'm just a baby. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a teenager. (laughs) Literally. Like, don't give me... Don't give
0: me that. Yeah. But even... I I think it can even happen with, like, with parents, too, though. Like, when you become a parent, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't deserve this kid. Right. Like, what's going on here?
1: Yeah. And that's so hard to not, like, transfer onto children. Yeah. But, um, one thing about, like, when does it happen is, like... Basically, you believe that any success is contributed to luck, which kind of creates a cycle um, where, like, if you stress over something and then it turns out really well, then you kind of link that stress to things turning out. So, you're like, if I'm not stressed about this, it's not going to turn out well. And you kind of, like, create this superstition around it. Yeah. Which I found that really interesting and definitely related to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, like, if I'm working on something and I'm so not worried about it at all, I'm like, this is going to be absolutely terrible. But... Like, I, I guess I can't really say it's never been bad, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's always worked out.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, and this is often seen, like,
0: imposter syndrome is more often seen in people who grew up in households that placed a lot of importance on achievement. Yeah. Um, Or parents that would alternate between, like, praise and criticism. And so I guess this goes back into parenting styles in yeah. many ways, right? Attachment styles and self-worth and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But uh, this kind of pressure then transfers into your professional career, your exact career, which I think a certain amount of pressure is important. Yeah. But also being able to, like, step back and subjectively, like, rationalize, like, you know my achievements. I did work for this. Like, I did, yeah. I put in the time. I put in the effort. I deserve to be here. Exactly. This isn't a luck of the draw. This isn't... Yeah xyz
1: yeah i deserve it yeah if you have like low feelings of self-worth then any form of success that you have you're never going to fully believe that you deserve because Mm -hmm. you feel that you shouldn't deserve anything good that happens to you
0: yeah and so i wanted to like again yeah when looking into this i wanted to just clarify that imposter syndrome versus like inferiority complex yeah inferiority complex is a basic feeling of an inadequacy insecurity Um, deriving from an actual imagined physical or physiological deficiency. So that's more similar to imposter syndrome. Yeah. Versus like incompetence is not having or showing necessary skills or to do something successfully, Mm -hmm. which you you have the skills, but you just feel like you don't for imposter syndrome. Yeah. And then low self-esteem is like you often think badly about Mm -hmm. yourself or judge yourself negatively, which I think can run parallel with imposter syndrome but it's not the same thing exactly yeah those
1: yeah i found like um the inferiority complex i thought that was kind of interesting and how like it kind of not like correlates but like interacts with imposter syndrome because yeah it's like
0: because you feel like it can be a very real thing you do feel like you're inferior right even though you you have because the key, the key term with inferiority is that it's an actual or imagined, mm-hmm. and the imagined part of it would relate to imposter syndrome more yeah. than the actual.
1: Because what, what can be like in, I guess like an actual physical deficiency means like you physically cannot do that job. Like you
0: think you're a bodybuilder, but you can only curl 20 pounds.
1: Yeah. And you're you're
0: not quite bodybuilder status then. So I think yeah. that's where that would okay yeah Line up in my mind like i don't know how else to put that into like work standard yeah or like
1: yeah i don't really know because i'm confusing it with like a superiority complex well where, so you like, think you're
0: better right yeah
1: yeah so i'm having like i'm having trouble like separating the two of them in my brain mm-hmm. but yeah wild
0: it's the opposite
1: <laughs> yeah just like i'm so good i deserve to be here i can do no wrong which
0: I wonder if people with superiority complexes, if they kind of push it's like imposter a, syndrome in quote unquote normal people, probably right. If you're in a workplace and they're like, oh. "I'm better," and I'm you're peacocking and you're puffing your chest, and
1: it's like third party imposter syndrome where you're like, mm. or like you're putting it on other people, like you don't deserve to be here, you're not good at this, yeah, just to like mask I'm, their own insecurities. I'm best.
0: I've done this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. And you kind of. So I wonder if that's part of the contributing factor to it. Oh, I bet it is. In a workplace. Especially when you think, like, any sort of leadership position. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who strive for leadership positions often are very confident people. Mm-hmm. And so someone who is maybe more on the introvert side.
1: Yeah. Well, was not there somewhere that said, like, introverts or people low in extroversion are more likely to experience imposter syndrome? Yeah. I looked into um to see like if personality types
0: relate to it even more that's where it is yeah and there was a source that um that individuals who are high in neuroticism and low in extroversion are more likely to experience uh symptoms of imposter syndrome Uh and those two personality um measurements are based off like the big five Mm
1: -hmm. personality
0: which we haven't talked about on the podcast yet yeah i don't know if i've talked about this with you in person even i don't even think so so the big five personality factors are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Okay. And so it's either like introverted, extroverted, open, closed, um, agreeable, non-agreeable, neurotic, easygoing. Right. And it kind of gives you those um, five points of references. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's different than like the Myers-Briggs or right. something that we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, and so if you're high in neuroticism, neuroticism
1: yeah it that sounds one. it's like one of those words where you said too many times and you're like i actually don't even know if it's a real word new york <laughs> it's like therapy is a real word i had to look it up after, after
0: the episode okay that's good <laughs> um no if like if you're high if you're a highly neurotic person aka very perfectionist mm-hmm. right but then also very introverted and so you're in yourself so you might be panicking to yourself at all times right. versus someone who's like low on neurotic- neuroticism and extroverted and they're like, yeah, I deserve to be here." hero. Oh, hey, how's it going? Like, they yeah. just don't think much of it as, or they don't put as much weight on what they're doing as someone who is more in their head would. Right. Okay, yeah. So that's where that kind of concept go- comes from, from my understanding. That makes sense. hmm So because the study was originally founded in females, mm-hmm. pretty much, then it's like, does it actually present differently than in males or females?
1: Well, what I could find on that is that men experience it as well they're just less likely to talk about it Mm -hmm. they're not going to openly say oh I don't belong here because our entire society is telling men you belong to be here because you're a man Mm -hmm. like you're better than everyone because you're a man especially Mm -hmm. if you're a white man Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so if they do feel like the imposter syndrome it's they're not um, they're almost not allowed to vocalize it Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it definitely does present a little bit differently.
0: hmm And I think that's, yeah, less about um, gender and more about personality, I would have to say. Okay. I think gender plays a role in it. Yeah. But the reason why, like, if, for, who, for who experiences, I should say. Yeah. For who experiences I think a lot of it comes with, like, upbringing and personality rather than necessarily gender-specific.
1: It definitely plays a part, but I do feel like in the terms of, like professionalism and, like, what, um, like, first world countries view as success, men already have a leg up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fully. Yeah. Fully. Oh, another thing, um, on, like, the topic of, like, men and women, I deep dived a little bit into how it impacts relationships. Okay. And so, that was really interesting Mm -hmm. because, obviously... You can feel imposter syndrome in relationships. Yeah. And, like, I'm not sure if that's exactly how you, like, meant this question. But there's, like, a whole, like, um, not, like, study, but I don't know. There's been a lot of research in, like, how it impacts, like, romantic relationships. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we tend to think about it just in professional. But, like, some partners kind of struggle to feel like they... Belong in this relationship, or like they deserve to be loved by this person. Okay. And so, um, and they, so they start to feel like really negative emotions about their relationship and the strength of their relationship, even though it's fine, which is really interesting. And so, like, it can make you feel like you're not good enough, um, and, um, like you have to be perfect or they're gonna leave you, or like you're really insecure and worried about your place in the relationship like in terms of money or appearance or personality your job or whatever Mm -hmm. which i thought that was kind of interesting yeah um and then obviously there's like fear of rejection like you're afraid they're just gonna like leave you and that one can kind of like manifest in the turn in the way of like you just don't go out and seek new relationships because you're so afraid of people just saying no, I don't want to be with you or leaving you or, like, bad experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, you self-sabotage your relationship. So, you're, like, absolutely nothing's gone wrong. Just all of a sudden, you're, like, ooh, I should leave you before you leave me. Interesting. Yeah. It was wild. Because I feel like... Well, and then g- I did some introspection. Mm-hmm. And so, I was, like... Because if my attachment style is secure, then I shouldn't be worried that Bryce is going to leave me. So then I was like, maybe it's imposter syndrome in my own relationship because I'm not, like, I feel not inferior, but, like, lower contribution financially. Yeah. And um, I just feel like, oh, like, I idolize him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing, blah, 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 whatever. I don't deserve you. You're going to find someone better, like, Mm -hmm. kind of things like that. So I was looking at, like, um, instead of being, like, I'm afraid you're gonna leave me, it's just like, oh I'm not really like you could have so many people why me.
0: Yeah. Right? Interesting. Yeah. So I guess that's probably where your anxiety then comes from, right? Because Yeah.
1: Well, because I found like a lot of like my worries about whatever, um were listed in this article about like imposter syndrome and relationships. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> there it is. Light bulb <laughs> moment. <laughs> I'm not insecure, I'm just an imposter. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting, but yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like other ways that imposter syndrome can kind of like show up in your relationship is like you assume that your partner or family member always has bad intentions, you frequently ignore relationship problems, you kind of check out emotionally from the relationship, um, you start being really defensive around your partner, like you don't want them questioning you or anything about that, and then you have a hard time trusting your partner. And you not you don't act honestly or genuine with one partner, with one's partner. And I don't really associate with those so much, but a lot of the other ones, it was really interesting. Yeah. I was like, huh.
0: Where you just kind of like worry like, well, why me? Am I am I adequate? Am I...
1: Yeah. Like, what's X-Z? so special about me? Yeah. But like, that's the thing. They're like, remember that your partner chose you. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to have this relationship. Yeah. If they didn't want to be with you, they wouldn't be with you. Yeah. Much I was like, ah, wow,
0: love to see it. Which is like a lot of things. I mean, just like with life in general, right? Like, yeah, if you want to bring kind of like a spiritual perspective into it, right? The universe presents opportunities when you're ready for them. Exactly. Right, and so to be questioning the universe's (laughs) rule or whatever is, yeah, like why? And the universe can be called God. It can be called timing it can be called karma it can be called whatever you want to literally call it. anything yeah hard work but the whole premise of like everything comes to you at the time it's supposed to yeah is a good a way that i seek comfort mm-hmm. when i'm like freaking out about like my what ifs and
1: yeah well like everything happens for a reason too right like mm-hmm. if you're not meant to have this then you are not going to have this you know yeah yeah which then it's like, oh, does the universe not think I'm good enough? <laughs> <laughs> Start spiraling about that. It's so easy to
0: go down a rabbit hole in my brain. So do you say would you say you feel it primarily in your relationship or um or how do you experience it?
1: If if I get this job, I'm gonna feel it very professionally. Yeah. Um, and I feel it less so now okay. in my relationship, but there are certain periods where I'm like, oh, I'm unworthy.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: But, like, it's it's less so, and it's not as, like, I'm not feeling it right now, so it's not as heavy as it feels, or how it sounds, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely just, like, weird then. I struggled with it a lot, actually, when we first started dating, but... Mm-hmm. But so did he, right?
0: Yeah. Well, also being a teenager.
1: Yeah, I was also <laughs> 16. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot more going on. Yeah. But, yeah. That was kind of an interesting light bulb moment. Yeah,
0: I, can, I can't really speak on it. I probably will experience a similar situation, mm-hmm. but I, I only experience it. Mm. I wouldn't say in like work because my current work, I know, I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. Like I know I'm restaurant industry. I thrive in the restaurant industry. I'm good at all tasks in the restaurant industry. Yeah, because I've just done it, and it's just always been the skill that I've had and.
1: So you wouldn't you say that you struggled with it even, like when you first were given that leadership role? No, no, really, no. Oh wow, never. Um, Well, because I was
0: unofficially running a kitchen at sixteen.
1: Yeah. Um, So it was wild to me that you didn't think, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Who am I to run this kitchen?" Yeah. Huh. For for me, it
0: was more so why the heck is it so hard for you guys to find someone to run this kitchen better than a 16-year-old?
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Because I was like, I'm in high school, and I'm doing the job better than you are. Mm-hmm. Why is this a thing? So, yeah, that's fair. So that was more so my experience <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And even now, like, the supervisor position, I'm like, it's not, I was already doing it before yeah. getting the title. Like, the title gives me a justification of why I'm doing these things. Yeah. More than anything.
1: Oh, my goodness. I Yeah, I'm having so many light bulb moments. Because in all of my positions, I've been, like, given, like, a leadership responsibility. And the one that I didn't, they, like, begged me to stay. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I must be good at something. Yeah. But, like, what? To me, I don't see it. I don't see myself being an exceptional employee. Like, I feel like I do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. But I really don't. (sighs) Yeah. I more so, I think, feel
0: it... um... Like I said earlier, in regards to, like, yeah. the podcast, right? Because it's something I've wanted to do for so long. Or, like, something like YouTube. It's such an unconventional career choice. Mm-hmm. But I've wanted to do it for so long. Yeah. And I've just brushed it off. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. This isn't me. I'm not that person. Yeah. Or, like, I'm not likable enough. or <laughs> like, Because I very much have... <laughs> you are <pretty> anxious attachment <laughs> styles i did have a i used to have once upon a time a really yeah negative self image yeah now i know that i'm like worthy because i'm actually practicing it exactly right yeah. um which doesn't mean you still don't experience it like in your down moments but i I think i've more so overcome that for the fact that we're actively doing it because mm-hmm. i'm like no we're putting in the work i deserve this like yeah i'm studying nutrition i think Becoming an expert at something mm-hmm. will then make me feel a little bit like, yeah. oh, like De- teaching people. I'm, yep. I'm going to have a little bit of like a huh oh, moment. Yep. But by the time that kind of comes, I'm going to know that you've worked and you're accredited. and Exactly. Right? I want to write a book. So, I mean, no, I know when it first comes to writing the book. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, who am I to tell people about
1: yeah, exactly. helping who, yourself? Who's going to want to read my book? Yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's who... And you can, you can run that in your entire life, right? Like, if you're a teacher, who's going to want to listen to me? What kids are going to want to listen exactly. to me? If you're a nurse, oh, I can't help anyone. I don't know anything. Like, right. There, you can have self-doubt in every single job you do.
1: Oh, 100%. Right.
0: Oh, I can't be a mother. I'm just going to screw up my kids. Or, oh, I can't be... Yeah. Like, you can justify it for literally anything. Well,
1: exactly. And you don't even know what you can or can't do until you try And Mm -hmm. everyone's definition of failure is something different. Mm -hmm. So, like, what I constitute as failure, you might not constitute as failure, right? So, like, I might look at myself and be like, oh, I failed at doing X, Y, Z. And you're like, well, you tried. You showed Mm -hmm. up. You gave it, like, you gave it all of your effort. Yes, it didn't work out, but that doesn't necessarily mean you failed. Like, you still growed. (laughs) Grew? (laughs) You still... Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <You're> still- <laughs> that's really embarrassing. I pride myself on being someone who uses the right words all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, raw and real <laughs> oh so gross okay um so you can still you still grew and learned and like challenged yourself so that's something to be proud of
0: yeah well and every quote-unquote failure is just a lesson exactly and the minute you can shift that yeah as so um shift i guess shift failure into an optimistic light yeah. You're going to feel so much
1: peace. Oh my goodness. The opportunities are endless and just like, mm-hmm. yeah, so nice. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And so that kind of, I guess, leads us more into like, can imposter syndrome be a good thing? hmm Because like, as I was reading through it, it was, no, very much not. <laughs> so I needed to find a source that was like, painted it in a different light.
0: Yeah. And I was able to find one. It was actually pretty decent. Well, yeah, and you're... well. So, the key thing with that is, like, it can be a good thing if you don't let it consume you. Yes. If you're able to take it as a sign of, yeah, pushing your comfort zone and growing outside, like, leveling up, so yeah, to speak. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's pretty much what they said. They were like, yeah, like, it's a sign that you're challenging yourself. It's a sign that you're growing. Mm-hmm. Um like, because you can't grow in your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And one thing it said, it was like, it keeps your ego in check. And I was like, ooh, I didn't like, I didn't love the way that was phrased. So I kind of looked more into it. And it was just like, you're not going to take things for granted. And you're going to continue to learn and sharpen your skills. You're never going to be like, well, this is the top. I can't get any better than this. Like, haha, losers. (laughs) You're going to be like, Oh, like, there's always more for me to learn. There's always more ways that I can grow, Mm -hmm. which is just a very important outlook on life as it is. Mm -hmm. Because I think, yeah,
0: when I reflect on on that sentence, every sort of um, growing opportunity Mm -hmm. that I've had, you have this, like, slight moment of, like, panic, like, I can't do this. What am I doing? Yeah. Even something small, like, for me, like, moving to Finland. Yeah. I was, like... Who am I? Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> I have to open up a bank account. Like, how do I open up a bank account in oh Finland? My it was just so like I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I cried the night before I left. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Even though this is something I've been like striving towards like my entire life. Yeah. I was like third year university. I'm doing exchange. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go live in Europe for a year and da 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 da. Like it's happening. Yeah. And then when it was there, I was like, oh, hold up. <laughs> Whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No, I um uh, mm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And that's not even like a, a leadership position, that's just me like
1: well, pushing myself out of my boundary there Exactly. Right? And like all change mm-hmm. is scary. Like yeah. human beings fear change. And so yeah, to have a giant change like that, whether it's professional or personal or whatever, you're gonna feel like, Whoa, who am I? Yeah. And, like, one thing um, that this article also said that that imposter syndrome signals that you're gaining experience, and a lot of, like, experts in imposter syndrome or researchers or whatever argue that imposter syndrome is a result of becoming more accomplished at what you do, mm-hmm. which I was like, when you put it that way, like, that sounds a lot better than being like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm too little. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. So, it was kind of nice to, like read through everything and be like oh my gosh like this is really intense and then be like oh wait these -hmm. are all the good things about it this is a different way to shift your mindset yeah yeah which i kind of like that and so some like some methods to overcome
0: imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. could be like talking to your mentors um or even just like your friends yeah like talking it through with people who if you have as long as you have a a good community (laughs) yes yeah right um they're able to, like, help you rationalize and, and help you see yourself from an outside perspective. Yeah. Like, get out of your head a little bit. And and just,
1: like, work through, like, yeah, like, with this job, it's like, okay, well, I don't deserve to get it, which I haven't got it yet. So, we're just going to cross our fingers really, really hard for that. It's, yeah. like, going through and being like, okay, well, why do you think you don't deserve it? Mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. Okay, well, you went to school for that. Mm-hmm. You have training in that. Yeah. You've done this. And it's just kind of, like... Sometimes hearing it from an outside perspective kind of helps
0: you understand a little bit better. And then being able to, like, internally recognize your own expertise and remembering what you do well, right? Exactly. That can um, manifest as, like, writing down things that you're good at and just almost shifting from, like, a gratitude practice Mm -hmm. perspective um, may help you find that, like, rationalization. Like, no, no, this is okay. This is meant to – what's meant to be will be. This is – Meant
1: exactly. To
0: be. Yeah. Um, realizing that no one knows what they're doing. Exactly. And so I had a little rant. <laughs> yeah. Was the was other say, day, I was like, <laughs>
1: "You just had this." I did. I had this
0: little rant. I had this little like quarter-life crisis moment. Um, and I sent this like long video to our group chats and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, ah, um, <laughs> and just talking about how I'm like, what is adulthood? What is anything? Like, you don't no I'm gonna backtrack here being in early 20 something yeah I think is truly the weirdest time of life
1: 100%
0: I stand by that statement it is the weirdest time of life weirder than any other transitions
1: yeah well yeah because there's no there's no rule book yeah there's there's books for going through puberty there's no books for like I'm 23 what the fuck am I doing with my life
0: yeah and even like I mean when you go into parenting and I think everyone may, may agree with this
1: yeah Maybe that's my ego.
0: But well, I think But I think In your people, video, it was like, yeah, no, that 100%. Yeah. Because everyone I've talked to, even as an adult um, who are like, like 30s, 40s, everyone I've talked to has said like, no, your 20s are like a roller coaster. Yeah. And I've only... I'm now four years into that and only now I'm like, oh shit, here it <laughs> is. This is what they meant. Yeah. This is what they meant. Because by the time you hit 25, which I am four months away from hitting
1: 25. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Ugh. I don't um, know. I'm excited.
0: You have these ideas and expectations and stuff. Like, from when you're a kid. Yeah. You're like, oh, my mom was 24 when she had me. I should have a baby at 24. And then you hit 24 and you're like, absolutely not. There's no way. Yeah. But you have some friends who are married, some friends who are still in school, some friends who are, um, like... Dropouts and just partying their life away. Other people who are in serious relationships and kind yeah. of working with a partner towards a goal. Yeah. Um. Everyone's just figuring it out. And exactly. This, and that's the time where you truly realize, like, everyone is everyone, yeah. older, or younger, is just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But when you're younger, you have this idea that no, everyone has it figured out by 25 until you hit 25 and you're like absolutely not
1: (laughs) wait actually no one knows what they're
0: doing and so during this rant I came to this realization and I said this thing that I think I mean puts all into perspective for me but adulthood is whatever you market yourself to be
1: exactly yeah like
0: and that's and that is what it is right you can go to school you can get all these credentials and stuff yeah no one's looking at your degree
1: exactly exactly
0: it's like, you you walk into a room, you present this knowledge, it's whatever you market yourself to be, and you don't even need school for it sometimes, well, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. And so that's where someone like, I mean, imposter syndrome could come up in a workplace is if you don't have these credentials, like, that everyone else around you has. Exactly. But you're doing the job better than they are.
1: Yeah. And well, it's <laughs> even like... You don't need to go to school to learn everything. Like, sometimes the school of life is just as informational, if not more, mm-hmm. than, like, going to university. Yeah.
0: And, like, being a... And and that's where I think a lot of child prodigies, I think, would feel more so, yeah. right? Because you skip high school, you go straight to university, and you're done university by the time you're 19, and you're like, huh?
1: But now I have to start my life? Yeah. Like, no one else is doing that. Like, I just want to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying I'm a child prodigy, but I'm just it really hits you. You're like, what am I doing? Like what, who set up these rules that I'm following? It's myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And if you just start marketing yourself as an expert in said field. Yeah. And present off. And that's like, that's the, the confidence side of things. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like a form. It's almost like a form of manifestation. Yeah. Because if you're like, I know quite a bit about holistic wellness. I actually have spent a lot of time like researching nutrition and doing all this. I have mm-hmm. a diploma, I have a psych degree, I'm very smart. I can like, mm-hmm. I know a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you like put it out there, and everyone's like, yeah, you do know a lot. Man, you're yeah. really smart. Here's all of these opportunities. Yeah. And like, yeah,
0: I'm in school because I'm like, oh, so I got my degree in psychology. I'm now studying holistic nutrition whenever I wrap that degree <laughs> up on my own or that diploma <laughs> up on my own. Yeah. Then transferring that into what I would like to do, it, which is nutritional psychology, that's going to be an imposter syndrome.
1: 100%. Because it's not, there's no clear cut path
0: to nutritional psychology because it's not a created field.
1: Exactly. Well, you can almost so, like, what I keep thinking of with your rant was just like how it relates to like parenting mm-hmm. and how parents are like, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Like we took the knowledge that we had and we were sent home with the by, from the hospital with this thing that is now completely dependent on us we have no idea how to help it what to do yeah like we're just learning from what our parents did what we want to do like mm-hmm. there's no rule book we're just flying by the seat of our pants yeah and that's even like the other night bryce and i were um putting like all of our ikea boxes into the back of his truck. And we were, like, strapping them up. And then I was like, there's no way that this is adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I was just like, I'm standing here beside your big fancy truck. You're able to financially support me. We live in this really nice house now. And we're just strapping boxes into the back of your truck. And this is what being an adult is? Yeah.
0: What? And this is where I reiterate, adulthood is whatever you market yourself to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yes, you may need certain qualifications or skills or ways to present yourself in order to get to where you want to be. But when someone, like, asks you what you do, it's whatever you want to do. No one actually really cares about what you do. Well, exactly. Right? I get so insecure being like, oh, yeah, I, like, I work in a coffee shop right now, but I'm doing da-da-da-da. It's the but yeah. that I'm trying to stop myself now. Mm-hmm. So when someone asks me what I do, I'm like, oh, I'm currently working at a coffee shop. I'm studying nutrition and I have a podcast. Yeah. And I've started saying I have a podcast as something that I do. Yeah. Which feels beyond weird because (laughs) it's so new in my life. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's what I do. Mm -hmm. It's what I want to continue to do.
1: Yeah. And I can because I'm an adult
0: and I have no rules or regulations telling me what I can and can't do.
1: Well, because yeah, you grow up with rules that your parents create and then you just enter this world and you're like, there are no rules. There are laws. There are no rules. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And so,
0: on your day off, if you want to live in your pajamas all day and then go grab a coffee, you can. Yeah. Because no one other than you is going to say, no, you shouldn't do that. Which, like, the act of it is not weird, but the whole concept that there really is nothing stopping you is weird. Absolutely bonkers. (laughs) And so, that's why I feel like a fake adult. This is why it comes Mm -hmm. back to I feel like I'm just, like, an imposter adult.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, I I think... I think that's a very, very common feeling because I feel like every single adult feels that way Mm -hmm. because a successful adulting looks different (laughs) to every single person. Yeah. Like from the outside, I look like a successful adult. Yeah. I do not feel like a successful adult. No. No. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I pretend my cat is my child. So I'm like, oh yeah, you're so sweet. But it's like, this is weird.
0: But even some of my closest friends who I I think have their quote unquote shit together, Yeah, they're like, <laughs> no chance. No idea what I'm doing. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm like, well, you have a mortgage. She's like, yeah. And yeah, I have a mortgage. I have debt. Like, that's fantastic. <laughs> this isn't a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, we have kids. Like, we have to think of that like parent or kids. And I think they are the most adult friends that I'm talking
1: about. 100%. Well, they're living the most "quote unquote" adult lifestyle. They got a house. They got the
0: kids. They got the job. They got the system f- yeah. figured out. Um, <laughs> and I see that, and I'm like, crazy Auntie Mac, who's
1: yeah, mm, be careful, might run away <laughs> to Europe and never hear speak, speak here for me again. Like, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's you're an adult. You're allowed to do that. Exactly.
0: Adulthood is different for everyone. Yeah, and there's no actual rules or regulations that society culturally puts on you.
1: Which is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. But so amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. So in short, imposter syndrome <laughs> is feeling inadequate based off of expectations that either you put on yourself or society puts on yourself. Yeah. And then you have a midlife crisis, quarter life crisis when you realize, I don't got to do any of it. Exactly. And that actually is a psych- psychologically a thing. Like, yeah. You go through a quarter life crisis and a midlife crisis because those are the two major turning points of your life yeah because 25 is like okay you're done school you're yeah. entering this adulthood life you're having kids you're getting married you're yeah or not um you're buying a house you're paying your bills you're just exactly. kind of like you're truly experiencing independence and then at 50 is when most people have the like kids are cycled out and they're in yep. school and so now you're going into old age you're going if you're a female you're going through menopause your body's shifting you look different than exactly you once did and you're like, well, what the heck do I do next? Yeah, and so that's why the whole concept of quarter life crisis and midlife crisis comes up because there are two um, major turning points in your life.
1: Well, exactly, and like I think, especially with the quarter life crisis, because that's obviously what we're closest to, um, is that your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25, like. How are you expected to navigate yourself in the world by yourself, like on your own Mm -hmm. with an undeveloped brain? Like, that's insane. And so I think it's kind of like a disservice is considering yourself... Versus considering 18-year-olds, adults, and fully capable to look after themselves. Mm -hmm. Which is why Bryce and I have started the Big City Initiation Program. It's because, like, (laughs) you're you're 18. You don't know what's going on. You've never lived on your own. Like, do you know how to cook? Do you know how to do your own laundry? Like, Mm
0: -hmm. not
1: every kid leaves the house knowing how to do these things. Yeah, And so then moving to a new city all by yourself is like, I am at a loss. Yeah, And it's so easy to fail, right? So it's like, you just kind of need a leg up to be yeah. like, here are your the basics ba- yeah.
0: that you don't learn in school. Yeah. Go off.
1: Good luck. If you need help, <laughs> yeah. we'll help you. We're learning as well. Yeah. And it's going to be less scary than going to your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of hit all the main points that we have here. I think we did too.
0: I think we should. It feels like we word vomited and then had a mini crisis, but you know.
1: <laughs> <We're> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs>
0: Welcome back to sometimes Tavata's <laughs> laps.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: No, this one is very much more of like yeah, because it's more of a phenomenon. It's just like it's hard to foundationally say this is this and this is X Y Z, and yeah. you can do A B C to fix X Y Z exactly. But it's just more so like recognizing like know you have the qualifications and you're not alone in these feelings
1: exactly yeah it's because not everyone the thing that got us started on this i just remembered is not everybody's perfect mm-hmm. like plain and simple okay
0: and on that note i think we hit all our key points yeah i feel good about it midlife crisis core life crisis <laughs> <laughs> um our segment today is going to be the um the a to z game that's like on tiktok yeah or basically we have to like have a conversation and go back and forth on the it, what, letter of the, the alphabet the, yeah the letter of the alphabet has to relate to um the start of the sentence yeah has conversation. To be
1: the first letter of the sentence that you use is like the next letter in the alphabet kind of thing yeah so if that makes any sense whatsoever it's i don't know i don't know that i know the alphabet well enough to do this <laughs> Oh, goodness.
0: And then maybe if we're really good at it, we'll do it backwards.
1: Oh, we will not do it backwards. <laughs> There's zero chance of that happening. There we go. You're sure? <laughs> Xenophobia is bad. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> is it V or U? you? You. Be very sure that xenophobia is bad. Um, I'm unsure about that. To each their own, but you're wrong.
0: <laughs> Shit, hey. Quails roar too. Pelatipuses also roar. Octopuses as well. No way.
1: Mm hmm. <laughs> Let's find a video to see a platypus roar. Okay. Uh, just kidding. Maybe I don't want to do that. I don't really feel like it either. How about we watch Sometimes Shabbatta Slaps on YouTube? Oh, good idea. Yeah.
0: Fuck, that works so well. <laughs>
1: end the podcast now we need to watch more done see you later oh see you later (laughs) back in next week adios
0: oh yeah
1: I'm MacToy. Joy. <laughs> I'm It's June. We are sometimes Shabana
0: Slaps on all social media things. <laughs> Thank you for watching. And we will see you next week for our book club episode. Yes. yass.
1: Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>